Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello, NRL fans, and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky. And sadly, welcome to the last five round Supercoach preview. Nom's been with me all season long. Every five rounds is doing a quick Supercoach check-in. Nom, how are you, mate? I'm all right, mate. It's a bit, a bit somber, you know, end of our Supercoach draft. And to be honest, I thought it'd be two of us jerking each other off, you know, from making it to the <sighs> grand final, but that's not to be. Look, you know, we, th- there were stages throughout the year. It was both of us in there. It was one of us in there. But um, unfortunately, we didn't have Tom Trevojevic. So that was basically the way to... Or Ruben Garrick, that Ruben is. Or Ruben Garrick. So, look, I want to split up into two things here. I want to quickly talk about the top 10, how that did finish, because off Michael just talking, there are some absolute stunners in the top 10. Um, so obviously shows that the, the the league may not be won on draft night. And I think this year is a perfect example of that. Uh, and then secondly, just want to get in some awards, mate, some super coach awards, because... Um, yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a season of some great performances, some shit performances, some what the hell performances. Uh, so we'll go through uh, all those in a bit of speed around faction, mate. But let's go through the top ten individually really quickly, just because um, I think you brought up a really good point. The the average draft position uh, I think is a really good tool to show um, the importance of a draft versus waivers versus trading. So incredibly, Tom Trevojevic finished the season number one and. It's probably the greatest Supercoach season we're ever going to see. Finished with an average of 143, ridiculously. Only played 15 games and still topped the list. Um, and his average draft position, it was obviously injury-affected, but he was going somewhere around pick 30. And when you look back at it now, how silly that Tom Trevojevic. I, I know there was injury concerns, and all 11 of us in, in our group did pass him in the first round, and they were going to Ed in the snake. But what do you say? He won, he won people leagues. You won people cash. What a performance by Turbo. I'm just just looking at this. You know, you mentioned the 143 on average. His PPM is 2.9 <laughs> for a fullback. No goal kicking. <laughs> no goal kicking. For, for every minute he's out there, he, he's just shitting out points. Yeah, it was, it's so good to watch. And, you know, it's one of those ones, obviously, in classic, we, I had him, you brought him for the last couple of rounds. Um, so it was good to have him in the classic side, but obviously, whenever you versed him in draft, you were like, No, not today, please. And the funny uh, thing is, I actually got knocked out to the guy who owned Turbo when I wasn't even playing Turbo because fucking Billy Trindle put towered me up. So, Trindle. I'll, I'll, yeah. have to, I'll have to live with him in the offseason, but what performance! But moving on, we won't go through all of them individually, but just want to point out a couple of guys here. So, obviously, in the top 10 guys that you expected, Cody Walker was there, he was average position four. Uh, James Tedesco was average in position seven, DCE average position 19, and Nathan Cleary average position two. But I want to shout out a couple of guys here because the way that they really went in. So Ruben Garrick obviously finished number two overall, average draft position 216. So there were a lot of leagues where he would not have got drafted or would have been drafted as the fourth CTW on that team. An absolute steal. Ryan did draft him. I went back and checked. It was a draft by Ryan, amazingly. Um, you look at the next guy on the list, Isaiah Papali'i, uh, 179. Uh, Jason in our league dropped him as the last guy and then dropped him. So obviously, um, who would have thought that, you know, not only was he a jewel, but he finished in, the, in an absolute ridiculous average of just under seven, uh, just under 80. And, you know, the, the last guy on the list here, Nick Hines, um, 
you know, 269. I didn't pick him up until I think it was round six when Pappy got injured the first time with the AC joint and he was just sitting on the waivers and I picked him up. And those three guys, it just shows you like normally every year, Supercoach kind of pans out. The best players go to the top, but here you have three players outside the top 179 players who finished in the top 10. An absolutely outstanding performance for anyone who was able to quickly snag some of those guys in trades and waivers. Yeah, that's right. I think, um, you know, it's this season in particular, I think Supercoach has just been turned on its head. Like, really, you've got, you've got, you've got about 10 players who's averaging over 80. That's, <laughs> that, that's it. That's insane. You know, you look at seasons gone by, you'd be, you'd be lucky if, you know, you had a, a player averaging over 60, 70. But the fact that you have 10 averaging over 80, that's a, uh, it's quite incredible. Yeah, it's going to be a very, very fascinating. When we do the the big board for next year, you know, I think there's a, there's a clear top four to me uh, for next year. Turbo, mm. Tedesco, Cleary, Cody, in, in any order. I think those those are the four you have to have because when they turned it on this year, and I'm always a fan of now one, I think our, our league will always be a captain's league. Uh, I think it just adds extra value. You can always come back no matter what, you know, add value to drafting the right player in the first two rounds, make sure you have a captain's option. But yeah, if you had any of those guys as a captain, there was always a chance, no matter how big the deficit was heading into a game, you could easily pull it back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sorry, just to interrupt. You you had uh, Cody Walker in your top four. I I reckon Pappenhausen, um, you know, if he's fully fit, I, I I wouldn't go past him if I was fourth. I fully fit Pappenhausen. I think that yeah. that's that's the distinction there. And obviously that yeah. did burn us with Teddy this year with the injury label. But mm. um, yeah, you know, there, there's some guys and we'll go through some of these ones with the most disappointing guys in a couple of awards here. But yeah, you named a couple off Mark that we'll talk about soon, uh, especially your boy from the Hunter in the number one jersey who might feature in this because there are some players here. But let's get into some awards, mate. So I think obviously um, biggest steal of the, like let's, let's go a bit of drafting classic. We'll mix it up here. I think biggest steal will have to be Turbo because I think there's a lot of leagues where he would not have got picked in the first, you know, four, five, six picks. Obviously, now league made it to pick 13 and he finished the season 143 average. There's no doubt about that one. Turbo is the biggest steal in terms of when you look back and go, who did I pass in the first round? Who did who did someone offer me in a trade? I think Chris shared a story now league that there was a Turbo for Harry Grant trade sitting there at some oh. stage and uh, Chris turned it down. So th- th- there's going to be stories like this in every single draft con where the guy who had Turbo was trying to flog him off at some stage and, you know, someone was going, no, I'll, I'll hold Will Kennedy, thank you. There's going to be some stories like that going around, I think. Uh, yeah, lo- lo- lots of regrets and, um, yeah, lots of stories to come out, as you said. All right, the first one, let's go, let's go, let's go a bit of a funny one here. Who, who will never enter my Supercoach comp again? So who who would you never pick in your supercoach side? And I've got I've got three options here. I've got three, and you can throw in another one if you want. So I think the char- the first one has to be my boy Charlie Staines. I think Charles has to be in there for you know he was so so well priced at Southie under sub three hundred k. I picked him up in the draft. I think round seven. I was like, this is fantastic. You know, this is going to work, and it just never never happened. And I don't know what it was, but. Uh, to me, he's someone I would never pick in my side again. I'm, I'm, I've been burned, and I will not be uh, going forward anymore with Charlie in my side. Is he? Would he be yours, or do you think there's another one that you could probably top on that one? 
oh, I think I could probably top it looking at my team, who, who I finished with in my team. Okay. I had uh, Bradley Abbey. <laughs> so he lost my he lost me in my semi-finals just because our our 12 man league is just so fucking shallow <laughs> with uh fullback. So I had to run with Bradley Abbey, who got me about I think about a single digit, I think, at, at um at the wing over there. Yeah. Um but on a serious note, if I have to think about who I wouldn't pick up, jeez. Yeah, look. I think, yeah, this one's a tough one. And, you know, he, he wasn't in my team personally, but I think Jack Wyden. Mm. Um, yeah, it's cool. He's one. never really been, you know, he, he's, he's Dallian, reigning Dallian medalist and, you know, he's got all the accolades, but I've never found him to be a very consistent super coach player. You know, I feel like between him and the other guy I'm going to mention, Viliami Kikau, they will score you a double or they'll score you a 20. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll give you one more from my end, and I'll if he drops low enough, I'll pick him. But I think this might be the last time we ever see Jason Tomalolo picked in the top two of a draft club, <laughs> and that's obviously that's a bit a bit of a saltiness on my side. But I I think if we roll into next season, no matter what the preseason storylines are, I don't think you can do a top four, top five wave uh, draft pick on Jason Tomalolo. I think we've in every great career, there's that drop-off where the production's just not there and the player changes roles. And I think so we may, we may have got there with um, Big JT. Yeah, it's a sad one, isn't it? He's your second pick. You know, he's been, you know, years come by, he's been averaging, what, like 70-odd? Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely a, um, yeah, fourth and grace for, for uh, Big big Jester. All right, the next one, Norm. Let's go into... The, the player that you are so happy about for next year and you can't wait to get in your side. So th- this is, oh. you know, you may have had a down year this year, moving clubs next year, new role. And you're just so excited with the way, the way they maybe finish the season. I'll give you one to start off with. I cannot wait to put Anthony Milford in my side next year. Oh. I, I, yeah, oh. Everyone knows I'm, I'm the biggest Mill fan. He finished the season. Yeah, you are. He finished the season. <laughs> he finished the season with a rolling three-round average of ninety-nine. Uh, I'm all for it in that rabbit side. If he gets uh, five-eight halfback jewel, you uh, won't be stopping getting me uh, Milford in in my super coach side. That's definitely my one. Who, who do you have as you can't wait to get into your side? Well, I've got two in mind actually. Um, you know, the first one he's. He was pretty much my, my saving grace for the for later part of my season, but it's Adam Dewey. You know, yeah. I know he's off with a partial ACL tear, but geez, he was just matchup for him. He was my captaincy option. You know, he was averaging, what, like 80, 90, you know, in the last few rounds before he got injured. Um, yeah, de- definitely ruining when he got injured. I guess that was pretty much my super coach season over. And the other one I'm looking forward to is Ewan Aiken. Uh, you know, he's he's, he's got to have, he's got to have, you know, a set of wings, TRF, dual mm-hmm. position. Uh, yeah, he's, he's got to be a gun in my center if I can pick him up. Yeah, you stole him. He, he's one for me. You can't wait to get him in. Uh, he, he's, like you said, the, the, the dual, he looks so at home on the edge there. Uh, definitely can see some options there. One more, if I had to throw another guy out. Um, look, one of your boys, um, if Greg Marzu gets a spot in a Titan starting team, uh, you know, rolling average, he had the average of near 60, um, mm. can sniff out a try. Um, you oh. know, there's, there's a couple of guys next year. 
especially with how they're going to be priced. Obviously, starting prices is a very big thing in classic. Um, you know, you want to find those cheapies. And <laughs> I think we're going to find some of those guys, you know, I'm looking at even a guy like up at the Cowboys, Hedlin Lukey. I've had him in a couple of times this year. He was really good. Um, ben, ben Condon. So the Cowboys have a couple, you know, you look at the Titans, um, you know, the Tigers, the, the Raiders, there's some options. So there's definitely some some teams where um, you're going to be looking and going, how can I squeeze all these people that I like into my side here? But we'll go to the next one, mate. Let's go into never captaining again. Who was probably your worst? Who, okay, let, let's go. It doesn't have to be just you. Let, let's think back to our 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 draft side, our draft uh, comp here. Who do you think is someone where you'll just never you'll never throw the C on, even if match up? Because to me, it's Kalen Ponga. I've lost all faith in your boy KP. This is what I was talking about and alluding to before. We brought him in. We, we, we said to the people who listen to this podcast, these, these fair people who come here to listen to our advice, you know, we said to them that night's run home, hit it. There's Broncos, there's got, there's Cowboys, there's Bulldogs, there's Tigers, hit it and ride KP home. And Nom, we got it wrong, mate, because even with that favorable matchup, you know, there was one game where Turbo rested and we had to play Ponga. I think got his 86 as captain. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I I would struggle to pick KP in my in the top two rounds of my draft next year. And this is a this is a I'm a big KP fan, but I think I am. I don't know how if the if the if the draw opened up, the players were available. You know, you had Clifford and Ponga back, uh, Clifford and Pierce back. Yeah, that's probably the one where I'll never throw the C on Ponga again. Yeah, look, I think. Um... I think that's just a reflection of, of the Knights in general. I mean, you know, it's been a really disappointing, you know, I know we're, you know, seventh in the finals. We're looking forward to just being knocked out by Paramount at first round. Like, I think just the attack has just been really shot to pieces. And I was actually looking back at, at the table today and uh, just looking at, you know, how many points the Knights, how little points that is, the Knights have actually put on the season. We're, we're the second lowest scoring team. So we've been outscored by Broncos, Cowboys, Warriors, Tigers, Dragons. All those teams have scored more points than the Knights this season. And it's just, you know, I guess with the way Supercoach scoring is, if you don't score points, you're not going to um, get the scores. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, like we said, he, he had the run. It, it just never clicked for whatever reason. So it's going to be very, very uh, interesting mm. to see what happens. But... Let's go for a couple of quick, uh, we'll go a couple of speed rounds here. I'll give you two plays. You tell me which one you prefer for next year. Um, right. plays, plays that are all moving teams next year. So first one here, would you prefer Cam McInnes on the Sharks or would you prefer Nico Hines on the Sharks? Oof. It's, that's a really tough one because, you know, on one hand, you got Mr. Consistent. Uh, you got Cam McInnes who will make you, you know, 50, 60 tackles. But on the flip side, you got Nico Hines. But I think just with the all the unknowns, I think I'm going to go with Cam McInnes. Mm. Um, you know, Nico Hines, we know he's got an incredible ceiling, but just, you know, in a new system with the Sharks, it's it's too many unknowns for my liking. Okay. Uh, pick a Braley. They obviously both uh, signed new contracts. Would you prefer Jaden at the Knights or Blake at the Sharks? Oh, give me, give me Jaden any day, you know. That might <laughs> yeah, be my no uh, bit of bias there, but, you know, 
I think uh, this season we've definitely seen, you know, he, he's he's made like you know the most tackles in the competition. But I think we've seen a bit of his uh, attacking flair as well. You know, he doesn't mind a dummy dummy run scoot to the try line, and um, yeah, he he's shown that he's he's got a, a bit in the toolkit there. Okay, what about the next one here? Would you prefer uh, Pangai Junior on the Bulldogs? Or would you prefer Dolphin Nukin on the Sharks? I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw the dice with um, uh, Pangai there. You know, mm. I, I reckon you know if if the dogs get on any attacking run, he'll definitely be front and center of that attack. Okay, a couple more here. Would you have Sean Johnson on the Warriors or Anthony Milford on the Rabbits? <laughs> oh, if SJ is goal kicking, I think I'm the, the goal kicking might yeah just sway me towards SJ a bit. Okay. And last one here, we'll go for go for a fun one. Adam Reynolds on the Broncos. So obviously he's moving up there and being the, the primary mm. playmaker there. Or Luke Keery coming back and bouncing back from his ACL injury. Oh. Bit of unknown Luke, there. Luke Keery, 100%. You know, yeah. I, I want as many stocks in this Rooster side as I can. Yeah, just as I did with the Panthers this season, I'm all in for, for the um, Roosters next season. Awesome. All right. A couple more, mate. So this this one here, the question is, out of obviously we've lost eight teams from the competition now. So we've lost uh, the Sharks, the Raiders, the Dragons, the Warriors, the Tigers, the Broncos, the Cowboys, and the Bulldogs. If I said to you right now, if we had to draft a team for next year and you'd, you'd load up on one of the teams in that bottom eight, who do you envision you'd be loading up on from a super coach perspective from one of these eight? So I guess you've got the Bulldog with the new cavalry coming in. You've got the Broncos and the Cowboys, a bit of youngsters and a bit of flair. Uh, you've got the Raiders and the Sharks. You know, some signings are going to be more of the same. Who do you see yourself kind of latching onto from one of these bottom eights? Um, I've got two in mind. I think definitely the Sharks, you know, mm-hmm. new coach, have recruited well. And also the Broncos, just from what I've seen in the past few rounds. Um you know, there, there's something there. And hopefully with Adam Reynolds, I, I like a lot of the Broncos, I guess, young guns right now. You know, I've had a lot of Herbie Farnsworth this season. Um, pretty much any of the outside backs, they, they look really good. Yeah, I think for me, I'm, I don't know why, but I kind of like, I think the Dragons might get the wooden spoon, but I think they've got some super crush points <laughs> in them. Uh, you know, sure. Amone, Sloan, Sullivan, mm. Bird, all, all fascinating options. But I think... For what we have seen this year, you know, you and me have always spoken about the last couple of years, load up on the good teams, but you've got to have a couple of guys from those bottom teams. I think Adam Dewey and Herbie Farnworth are two classic examples for you. You know, Herbie turned in a really, really nice player this year, and Adam Dewey was your captain until he got injured. So uh, it just shows, you know, we'll do so much work into the draft for next year in 2022, but the season is not one on the draft night because there were so many players that missed that draft boat and, you know, those first round of waivers and the first couple of trades we all made, um, you know, really shaped the season. Yep, they did prove crucial. And I can see that you've already done work on your 2022 Excel uh, spreadsheet, haven't you, mate? Look, the, the big board is open. Uh, there's already <laughs> been some move, some movements around. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just fun to kind of look at it. Because, again, you, I, I go back to the top of this thing right here that on, on the app and some of the names are just on here, like, Will Kennedy, number 12, you know, Adam Dewey, 13, like going further down, Matt Burton, who we all had a high hopes of before the season, finished 18th. 
you know, you keep going down a little bit to kind of see who's together. Then you start to see some of the names you should be seeing. Luke Brooks, we all laugh at Luke Brooks, finished 33 overall. So, like, you know, a, a guy that we all, like, laughed and and was laugh halfback picked in our comp. Um, you know, you go a bit further down. Sean Lane, who I've, who was coming off the bench all season, finished on four, finished 43 overall. There's just so many of these guys that had such, you know, your boy Jerome Luai started the season on a ball of fire, finished down in 48th. Just, uh, it's just such a weird season. And, you know, it, last year we had the COVID-affected season. This year, obviously, we did go up to Queensland and the last couple of the regular season rounds was taken away. But I don't know, to me, it's just getting the, the, the variance in Supercoach now is becoming more and more unpredictable. And what I did obviously do a lot this year compared to last year, I didn't just sit on my team. Mm. I looked to make trades. I looked to make waivers. I didn't just hold someone for the sake of holding someone. I think that's just the way, you know, you look at the two teams in our in our in our finals. You had two very different options. Chris didn't really trade about bar the turbo trade, and really kind of just worked the waivers. And Ryan exclusively worked the waivers. Ryan, <laughs> I think, made a couple of one or two trades. But these are two teams that really did. If you look at their draft team versus what they finished on, two vastly very different teams. And the teams that kind of tried to hold firm the whole season um, got caught out in the end because they just didn't adapt to the the changing styles. Yeah, look, um, I think full credit to the winner, Chris. You know, he, he did make probably one of the biggest moves all season, you know, doing like a 3 for 2 for Turbo. And um, look, I'm, I'm happy he, he, he got the win. I think, you know, that was a pretty big balls uh, move at the time. And, you know, he uh, yeah he, he took it out. So full credit to him. And, you know, he, he did make the uh, crucial Trindle captaincy against you in the, mm. um, in the semis there. So, uh, yeah. Well yes. deserved. So, somehow the Trindle uh, captaincy has brought, been brought up in two straight podcasts now. So I'm not understanding why he's coming up. It's going to haunt me. And I told you I've, I've retired from Supercoach. I'm now just a contributor. So um, we, we'll have to have a podcast where we try and get some of the boys, especially Ryan and Chris on, because again, probably the, the most in-depth fun season we've had. Uh, this is the third year of the draft now. Um, and I think all 12 should return. I think we'll, we'll definitely keep it at a 12 now because it's just the challenge, like you said. The Brad Abbey's of the world come out in the last couple of rounds when you're in a in a final series because this is, you know, this is where you do make your you the, the best trades and the best waivers in the in the back end of the season. Oh, Brad Abbey, that's that that one's gonna haunt me all off season there. <laughs> Any closing thoughts, mate? Obviously, we've wrapped up the season. Now we've gone through, you know, we kind of we did a bit of a redraft at some stage. We looked at the top tens, you know, we looked at the best trades and waivers and draft options from our league. Any any closing thoughts? Obviously, uh, from, from a classic perspective, we should mention very quickly. Uh, where did you finish up in classic? Oh, classic. I uh, obviously, you know, very injury affected. So I didn't have a full 17 on the field, but I finished with just outside the top 10,000. So this one, this one hurts a bit. I finished 10,293rd. Okay, but were you you were average? You were looking for a top ten thousand finish at the start. Top, of the year. top ten thousand, yeah. I, th- I think that's that you've hit that, and I think next year obviously you can now bring it up to five thousand. Uh, I obviously went for the top ten thousand as well. We ended up finishing on one thousand six hundred and two. So just missed out, just missed out on the top fifteen hundred. I thought I get some nice big green arrows this week, but uh, finishing the top one percent overall. So nothing to sneeze at, and I think next year we'll be definitely going into it. But um. You know, some of the guys um, that we do talk to in the in the Supercoach world, obviously, uh, Tim took out overall. 
great result for him. But, you know, we'll be back better and ever ne- better than ever next year. And I think our draft comp, obviously, we're both going to be looking for that finals again, get into the final, see what happens. Uh, Super Coach Classic will be, you know, trying to get that top 1,000, 5,000. Uh, but it's been a good season, Om, and there's going to be a bit of a hole now. Obviously, we're still in lockdown now. And, um, you know, we still got a couple more rounds of finals, and I'm sure you'll be on to talk about the footy. So thanks for coming on, mate. And uh, until next year, we'll get the, the notepads and the Excels out, and we'll start looking forward to next year. Yeah, I guess, you know, I, 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 there's always next season for us scrubs who haven't, you know, got our name on that trophy <laughs> yet. But, uh, you know, with every year gone by, we'll get a bit more desperate. So <laughs> hopefully we'll be up there again next year. Back-to-back that, series. That's it, mate. Well, thanks for coming on. And again, we'll have you during the finals and um, obviously into the off-season. Thanks for coming on, mate. All right. Looking forward to it. Cheers, mate. No worries. And thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day and hear from you soon. Cheers.